0: Now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley.
1: Welcome to the Dell Wamsley radio show where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. But today, my friends, we're going to have one of those painful moments together that we have had in the past and we'll probably have again in the future, but this is gonna be one of those days where I'm gonna tell you some stuff you don't wanna hear that is gonna be painful. So, what am I talking about today? I'm gonna talk about the number one reason why entrepreneurs fail. Yes, there is a clear-cut reason that most entrepreneurs fail. And it comes from the fact that most entrepreneurs, quite simply, are the type of people that believe that they're superstars. Entrepreneurs believe that they are the smartest person in the room. They believe that they can do anything and that no one can do it better than they can. The old adage, if you want it done right, do it yourself. Now, what's brought about this rant, because this is a massive rant today, what's brought about this rant is watching the basketball game last night, the NBA playoffs, and watching What was probably the saddest example of human endeavor that I've ever seen in sports. A man who should be a victory, or should have had a victory, could never have done it, and it was so obvious it wouldn't happen, that is pitiful. Who am I talking about? Of course, LeBron James. LeBron James, before the game, says to the announcer, they say, LeBron, how are you going to win? You haven't figured out how to beat them the last two games. Your organization, your managerial structure is devoid. You don't have plays. Everything is just simply go through LeBron, LeBron this, LeBron that. They didn't say all this, but they were insinuating that's what they were saying. And LeBron just shook his head and looked at them with total dismay, with no answer, no solution, no nothing other than, I am the best basketball player alive. Wow. When I heard that, I knew it was over. I knew it was over just like I know. Every time I meet one of you at Lifestyles at a two-day or a case study, especially a two-day where I get to know you for two days, and you talk to me about how incredible you are, how smart you are, how unbelievable you are, I know that you're probably going to fail. Why? Because life is a team sport. And if you don't understand that, if you don't get that life is a team sport, you're going to fail. There is no way you, su- you can succeed. You go back to LeBron. LeBron is a typical entrepreneur. He left the team where there was a team and a coach. A coach that actually coached. That would be like having a job. You have a job. You have a coach. You have a manager. You have a supervisor. Somebody that told you what to do. All you had to focus on was doing your craft, whatever your craft was, but you don't like that. Your entire life, your spouse has heard you say things like, if that guy would just get out of my way, I could get this job done more effectively, faster, easier, better than what they even expected to be done. If he just get out of of my way if all of the people they hired to work with me weren't so stupid I could get this job done why is it I have to work so hard to overcome the limitations of all the other people around me I remember when I was young I went into my boss because I am the representation of this evil I am the arrogant egotistical maniac that believes that he was the best at everything he did, or at least wanted to believe that and drove himself to try to prove that to be true, only to fail every time I got to the end of an endeavor because I wasn't teamed up the way I should be. And so I remember going into my boss and saying, you know, why do you guys hire these stupid people to work with me? I mean, they don't show up to work on a regular basis. They're lazy. They're not smart. Why do you have all these people under me? And my boss looked me in the face and he said, "Dell, be thankful for stupid, lazy people in this world. Because if we didn't have them, I wouldn't need you to manage them. Wow. Shut me up. I went out and started appreciating those people that did the work, the laborers of the world that do the work, that have minute and specific skill sets that you do not want to have to master every day. Ridiculously small skill sets like receptionist, like salesperson, like marketing person, like construction and maintenance guys. Let's not even go out to the big ones like attorneys and CPAs. You know, the bottom line is, is that when you come out of corporate America and you had a job, the first and most important thing you want to do is get away from any kind of mentoring, leadership, control of any kind. And so what do you do? You pull a LeBron. LeBron was in a team in Miami that had a great coach. They had four superstars on a team and a bench that was thick. And what does he do? The arrogance of this man is to break up that team that was a championship team to go back to his hometown and prove that he, a one-man team, could take them to the championships. Now, the sad part is, he's so gosh darn good, he probably could have. But he wouldn't let the coach coach. He wouldn't let the GM GM. He went out after the people he wanted to get and demanded that he get them. And then he treated them like secondary players on the team. It was the LeBron James show and the jump around team. This is the kind of thing that just not does not promote the type of teamwork necessary to win. So LeBron, what happens? The same thing that happens in every business. Every family, everything out there is that there are challenges in life. And if you don't have a deep bench in life, you will not survive. And so they lost love, Kevin Love. In fact, I've heard that Kevin Love doesn't even want to come back because LeBron was such a whatever he is. Kylie Irving, superstar, gets hurt. Did they have any backup for all this? No. The bench ended right there. Three superstars, and that was it. From that point on, it was now one superstar. The LeBron James Show. My friends, when you go out and start your business, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go out there and you're going to fire the manager. Because you're better than the manager. Of course, the manager only gets paid $2,500 to $4,000 a month. You know? But at what that manager does, they probably know more about it than you do. And if they don't, you should hire somebody who does. But as an entrepreneur, it's an opportunity to cut payroll. You're playing GM, you're playing coach, and you're a player in the game. You can't be all three of those in a business. It just doesn't work. There's an old business story out there that says... The workers are working, trying to cut a trail through the jungle, hacking away at the trees, sawing away at the trees, and the managers are there, right there with them, setting up schedules, making sure they're all fed, sharpening the axes and the saws, and keeping the whole process working like an oiled machine. But the leader climbs up the top of the tree and looks out across the jungle and yells down to them, we're going the wrong way you, my friend, if you're down in the jungle, working in the mire of what's going on, will never be at the top of the tree saying, go left, go right, stay the direction, the course we're going, because you'll be too busy working in the business to be the person who owns the business. And when you finally figure that out, my friends, then you're going to figure out you're going to go out of business. You're going to fail just like the Cavaliers failed.
0: You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes.
2: It's easy to see why Personal Real Estate Investor Magazine named Lifestyles Unlimited the best real estate education and mentoring program in the United States. We take you by the hand and teach you how to invest in real estate. We've been doing it for 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won independent, local, state, and national investor of the year awards nine of the last nine years. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to LifestylesUnlimitedPodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule.
0: Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time. Del Wamsley. So uh,
1: let's talk about here. What is it that I see an entrepreneur says when they come in? Is it entrepreneurs tend to believe that they should be able to do whatever they want to do? They don't want any coaching. They don't want any leadership They're trying to get away from that. That's what they're trying to get away from, from corporate America. So they come in, and they're not very coachable. Now, by the way, it's not all of our members. It's that 20% that fail, or 10% that fail. Whatever it is, probably smaller, like 10%. But still, these are the people that just won't listen. Why? Because they don't like to be coached. You look at LeBron. LeBron went to to Cavaliers, and he got to fight with his coach. He said, "You're not coaching me. I'm coaching this team." He got to fight with a GM and said, "I'm going to hire who I want to hire. i mean you know, I am totally in control of this thing." Right? That's his goal, and he got what he wanted. But he also got himself a burnout situation that he couldn't deal with. Entrepreneurs do the same thing. They start to take apart at the seams the very components that operate a business. They start doing the bookkeeping themselves instead of having a bookkeeper. They start doing uh, the marketing themselves instead of having a marketing expert. They start getting involved in the management so the manager themselves um, can barely even uh, manage because they get in front of the manager and then the manager has no authority. you know, they, they fire anybody that has any ideas different than their own. They cut back on landscaping team. They cut back on law, legal team and accounting team. They cut back on all the different things they can, because the only thing that an entrepreneur knows how to do is reduce the expenses. And by reducing the expenses, they make more money at the bottom line. This is out of their basic concept in life. If you've come out of corporate America, the only thing you know how to do is to cut your personal personal costs, and that's to the extent you have any money at all, the, the reason you do is because you have reduced your personal costs. You've cut your lifestyle back. You really don't have any control of sales, marketing, making more money. That's really not what you bet about your entire life. And so, as entrepreneurs go through this process, they start to do so many different things, they start to get tired, and you can see it, LeBron was burnt out, he was worn down. But what happens is, the more burnout and worn out they are, the bigger the problems start to become. And there's less gas in the tank to take care of the problems. And there's less money in the bank to take care of the problems. So it's not a slow death, it's a spiraling death that speeds up as they start to lose control, they don't have any more money, they don't have any more people, they don't have people to throw at the problem, they don't have money to throw at the problem, and then bam, it's all destroyed. And you think they can blame themselves? Never. Never in a million years. It's the economy. It's the neighbors across the street. It's the market. Or it's Dell Wamsley. He lied. He said it was easy. He said he doesn't do anything. And the truth of the matter is I don't do anything. And the truth of the matter is that's why it's easy. I have people better than me in every single category of employment that I have. Looks like we have a caller from North Dade County, Florida. Alex, how can we help you today? Hey, Mr. Dale. Good afternoon, sir. Hello? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah. How can we help you? Yes, sir. Thank you for taking the call. I wanted to ask your advice. Does commercial property go on the auction block for foreclosure, like these uh, residential homes uh, do in the courthouses? Uh, they they do become foreclosures, but you'll never buy them, because to buy them, you'd have to pay cash for the mortgage amount. Um. It's, I've never seen anybody buy one off the courthouse steps, although I'm sure it could be done. Theoretically, it could be. I've never seen one happen that way. What happens is when they go to the foreclosure, the mortgage company steps in, and usually they've already bought them back or turned them over to somebody else before it ever goes. So if you if you see one, it's conceivable that you could do it, but I've never in my 30 years of doing this seen anybody do one.
2: I've never seen one either. That's
1: all I'm asking. Yeah, I think that the see, commercial banks arrange for somebody to take it Okay. Early on, so I don't think that they go down the same way houses do. You advise Mr. Dale uh, to purchase. Uh, I know there's risk in court foreclosure and courthouse. Do uh, you have any your input on that? What do you think, sir? Well, I don't. I don't chase foreclosures at the courthouse. That's a Dave Del Dotto, Robert Allen, Jeff Bicone, Tommy Vu, Milans, the Grand, Carla Sheets, Robert Kiyosaki, Donald Trump type of something for nothing midnight madness seminar idea that says you're going to go stand down at the courthouse and try to buy something you've never seen, you've never inspected, that you don't have any idea what you're buying because the utility's never been turned on. And if you buy it and it turns out to be a, a, a bad deal, you can't get out of it because you have no uh, a way to to get your money back, whereas if I buy it in contract after it's foreclosed and it's sitting there as a foreclosure, I can put a contract on it where it says I get feasibility time to go inspect it, make sure I'm not buying a a lemon, Uh, I know exactly what it costs to rehab because I've already got my crews in there to give me my bids, and last, if it turns out to be a bad deal, I can walk away from it without any loss of money. None of that's true if you buy it at the courthouse. That's why I don't bother. And besides that, have you ever gone to one of those things? It's insane. <laughs> <That's laughs> I've gone to Both them. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. gone to them. They're kind of kind of crazy. It's kind of fun to go watch once, or, once, you know, yeah. but you, it's a hard way to do business. It's mostly online, uh, but you're absolutely right. I'm trying to purchase some uh, commercial properties like buildings. I, I listen to your radio station here in Miami, Florida. Any other advice for that? Or
2: what to do no. uh, being here in Texas?
1: Not the only advice I'd give you is get get educated correctly. Uh, we've got got tons of people in Florida, and uh, you just want to maybe just take my course. You can take it over over the internet if you want. It's not not expensive. It's only five hundred bucks. Uh, but the, you know the bottom line is if you take that course, you're gonna have a lot more insight into what we do and how to do it correctly. We don't just do stuff. We don't just buy stuff. We have a very specific Agenda and a very specific business model that we stick to, and so look it up. Take take a look at it.
2: Thank you, sir.
1: Yeah. All right, Alex. Good luck on you, buddy. Thank Good you. All right, so we're talking about the entrepreneur and the reasons that entrepreneurs fail, and let's talk about burnout. You know, the more you work in your business, the tireder you get. The tireder you get, the more mistakes you make. If you look at James Harden. In our playoffs, you look at LeBron James in his playoffs. When we were losing, James Harden was throwing the ball away 15, 20 turnovers a game. And LeBron James was doing the same thing, 15, 20 throwaways a game. And so you look at that and you go, my gosh, why were these superstars doing stupid stuff like that? Because they're tired. And once you get tired... As an entrepreneur, you start making big mistakes. You start looking for shortcuts. You start looking to just get lucky. And that's when you make the biggest mistakes that you make. The other thing that entrepreneurs do is they get tired, so tired from doing stuff they don't have time to manage their employees. And so what happens is they just leave them alone and then they wake up one day and they see their employees have done all kinds of stuff that they don't like, whether it be stupid stuff or whether it be uh, illegal stuff or whether, you know, they've they stolen something, they've messed something up, they made a bad decision, uh, they've gotten them in a legal situation by doing something wrong to their tenants, whatever it is, and they wake up and all of a sudden this disaster going on. And the only thing they have is to fire them. So, the leave it alone and zap method. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show.
2: Get total freedom in your life safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Hi, I'm Steve Davis, an investor in thousands of units over the years. Now it's your turn. Del Womsey has been my mentor for nearly 25 years, and he's taught over 100,000 people just like you the principles of financial freedom through live one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited and his national radio show. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that changed my life. The workshop gets you on the inside of of what we do and what we believe and unlocks the five ways we make money in real estate. Just like your personal trainer, Lifestyles Unlimited will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to register for the workshop that will change your life and let you stop worrying about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty
0: welcome back now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire america one person at a time del wamsley
1: welcome back to del wamsley radio show today we're talking about the number one reason for entrepreneurial failure we're comparing it to the lebron james um Comment that he is the best basketball player alive, so because of that, he should win a championship. And there's just no way. The sad part about this story, folks, is that it is some very, very smart people. I can name some people off that I've known for a long time that are probably one of the smartest people in the room, yet they fail because they do not know how to delegate work down to people that are competent at lower levels. And so you go see these people's properties and you go, My gosh, that's a disaster. You know, it's just really sad. I, you know, I've seen this. I've gone out and tried to, you know, help people before or look at the property to sell it for, to somebody else because they're tired of it. Because And just go, what are you doing? None of this is what we taught you to do. And yet, in their mind, every single little tweak, which each one was the slice of a thousand cuts, Every little tweak, when the time, the moment came for them to make that decision, their brilliance, their intelligence, their super ability to make things happen, made the wrong decision, and hence, death by a thousand cuts. That's what happens with entrepreneurs. So let's take a look now at what you can do to fix that. And I own what I'd consider a very large, medium-sized business. Um, I don't own a large business. I don't, you know, I'm not a billionaire, you know, that type of thing. I'm not even worth $100 million. But I have seven, actually 11 businesses, okay? So here's where we're at. What does it take? Let's start out at the very top. I'm going to go buy an apartment complex. What do you need? Number one, you're going to need a real estate attorney. Okay? You can't do this business without having a good real estate attorney. Not a bad real estate attorney, a good real estate attorney. The real estate attorney is going to look at the contracts, it's going to make sure that you don't get killed in the contracts, and is going to look at all the title work to make sure that you're actually buying what you think you're buying, etc., etc., etc. They're going to protect you every way, shape, and form in the legalities of what's going on here. In addition to that, if you're going to raise capital, you're going to need an SEC attorney. SEC, as securities attorney, this person is going to help you set up your offering. Your PPM, private memorandum, He's going to help you arrange your company setup and tell you what you can and cannot do and who you can and cannot put into your property. That's another type of an attorney. Uh, Later on down the line, when you have employment problems, if you have employment problems, you're going to have to have an employment attorney to help you deal with employment problems, a different attorney. Uh, later on down the line, I'm trying to think, you might have to have a, a eviction attorney, very specialized attorney that does just evictions in most cases, um, or could be parallel as part of a real estate attorney's firm, could be a part of that. So, you look at it, I've already mentioned like five different attorneys, and you say, well, five different ones, can't one person do it? No. Guys, that's exactly the reason that people fail, because they think that they're the jack of all trades, or they find Bob. Who is Bob? Bob. Bob is this guy that you think is going to mentor you through this process. You believe that Bob, and I get emails like this all the time, I've got a guy in my town who has decided he's going to mentor me through the process. Well, I guarantee you, if I went and looked at Bob's operation, Bob's probably making a bunch of mistakes himself, because if Bob thinks he's enough of a mentor to teach you everything you need to know, then that is exactly what LeBron says. I am the best. And as soon as someone tells me they're the best, I know they're not. I know they're just like the rest. You're not the best. When you think you're the best, you're just equal to the rest of people who think they're the best. Because the very best don't play. The very best don't work in a business. They work on a business. So if you think Bob, your one attorney, is going to take care of you, you're wrong. If you think Bob, your mentor, is going to tell you everything to do to make things right, you're wrong. So now we get past the attorney. Right now, we're going to get into a contract. Attorney takes care of that. We go into due diligence. You're going to need engineers. You're going to need engineers to inspect the property. You're going to need construction people that you can trust to give you bids on the repairs necessary to get the work done. You're going to need a mentor to be able to teach you what construction you should do and what construction is not necessary to do and how much it should normally cost so that you don't get taken advantage of by the construction people, right? So now you've got five or six more people involved with your business. You've got your plumber, your electrical engineer, uh, you've got your uh, I'm trying to think here your foundation people and your roof and roofing company. All those things have to be inspected. your siding and paint and wood rot has to be looked at, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you've got somebody that's going to analyze your laundry contracts. And then a pool company to come in and inspect your pool system. Now, you say, "Dell, I bought apartments. I didn't do all that. And say, yeah. And I bet you someday you get your butt kicked because you didn't do all that because you don't have all those people on your team. That's where you're going to go down because you're not doing everything you need to do. And you're just looking at it and go, well, I know everything. So I just look.' hey, look, it's a swimming pool. It doesn't look too bad. Boom. Then when you buy the place and they come in, the city closes you down. It costs 15,000 bucks to fix the pool because although it works perfectly fine in your mind, It doesn't meet up to code, but that's okay. It's only a $15,000 mistake when that amount of money could have bought me the best consultations in the country, but no, that's okay. It's just one little mistake. I'll live with that. You know, you don't learn unless you fail. Failure is the way you learn. No, my friends, failure is the way you fail. It's not the way you learn anything in life. It doesn't work that way. So now we've gone through feasibility. We're getting ready to close. You got to go back to your attorney again. Your real estate attorney's got to set up your contacts to finalize your company. You've got to pull your money in from your partners if you're going to have money. You're going to have to set up accounts. Now now you're going to have to set up escrows. You're going to have to get a mortgage, so you're going to need a mortgage broker. A mortgage broker is going to go out and shop multiple different um, markets to find you the best deal that you can pick from. You go with just your banker, again, I've got a banker named Bob who will help me. Well, Bob may help you, but Bob the banker is not as good as having Billy, Bobby, Susie, Johnny, and Jim all looking for you a mortgage and telling you what the marketplace will provide for you. You need people out there searching out all the different types of money markets, markets where money comes from to find your best deal. One guy. Banker Bob isn't going to take care of it. The Take care. Now close the deal. Now you come in. What are you going to need? You're going to need a supervisor or a management company. You need somebody that's going to hire, fire, and train the staff. Who is going to negotiate all the contracts with the vendors? Who is going to audit the financials each month to make sure that all the money is in, that all the tenants have paid, that all the tenants that have not paid are evicted. That person or that company, it can be a supervisor or it can be a uh, management company, and if it's a management company, they have the supervisor, you're then going to hire a manager, a maintenance man, and depending on the size of the property, an assistant manager, a leasing agent, a porter, uh, a maintenance guy, a make-ready guy, a painter, all these different positions either have to be a person or a vendor. You have to have a maid. People ask me all the time, what do you have a maid for? Well, if you don't have a maid, who cleans your property? I didn't know you even cleaned apartment complexes. (laughs) Of course you do. Are you out of your mind? It's like Disneyland. If somebody doesn't walk around every single day and pick up the trash, then it will just become a junkyard. People have to see that cleanliness is next to godliness at your apartment complex, otherwise you've destroyed it. So you, first thing you do is you go in there and you fire the maid, because you don't see need for a maid, you, you fire the, the make-ready guy, or you fire the, the maintenance guy, or you fire the maintenance guy's assistant, or you get rid of the leasing agent and tell the manager to run it all by themselves, and they can't do it all there's too much work, depending on the size of the property. Now, smaller properties, you can get away with that. But in general, the stuff that we're buying, the nicer properties, it takes a staff to run these things. And it can't be a staff of idiots. It's got to be a staff of good quality people. One of the things I learned very early on is that I cannot hire people. I can communicate with and understand high-level people, but I cannot communicate with and understand blue-collar and below people. It just... It's beyond my recognition because I'm so judgmental about life. I just cannot see why people would live the way they live. It just drives me crazy. So I end up hiring the wrong people because I don't understand those people because I don't live in that world. And so I've found that I have about three or four different women that work for me. And I found women are way better at hiring people. Now, I know that sounds prejudiced, but. They have some insight. I don't know what it is. I cannot stick my finger on it, but they read people better than men do. Men are all about rocks, moving them and getting them broken. Women are about people. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes.
2: What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you'd lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedPodcast.com and find your true financial piece like so many of our members already have. That's LifestylesUnlimitedPodcast.com.
0: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
1: Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the number one reason for failure of an entrepreneur, and that number one reason is... They don't believe that life is a team sport. They believe that they themselves are the superstar. As LeBron said, I am the best in the world and if you believe you're the best in the world that makes everybody else around you an idiot and useless and no reason to have them around and so eventually what you do is you get rid of them you take over as much of the work as you possibly humanly can down chopping and hacking away at the trees you're not up at the top of the trees looking at the direction that you're going you're living not by a compass you're managing not by a compass knowing what the right direction is instead you're managing by A day planner and a clock living moment to moment, activity to activity and never really succeeding because you're going the wrong way and going the wrong way doesn't get you any faster by going the wrong way faster still doesn't get you where you're going. So I'm going to read some emails that shows you some of the mistakes people make by picking the wrong team. The first one was, I was one of a free workshop about a month ago. I heard you talk about the advantage of real estate investing during depreciation comment. I was talking to my CPA last week and somehow the topic of real estate investing came up. He claims that in order to be able to use depreciation in a given year, you have to work real real estate at the in the real estate business for at least 500 hours in that year. While that was doable, the first... At first, getting started, in the first few years, I thought the purpose of real estate investing was replacing all current income, so you can uh, one may retire. If one retires, I don't see doing 500 hours in any specific endeavor. Perhaps you can explain this ruling, uh, whether it's a bogus number or throughout, or whether here's the deal: your CPA is a complete idiot; he has no idea what he's doing. Uh, everything he said is wrong. There's like four different things he said wrong. Number one. Even if you have a full-time job and you are not a real estate professional, you can take all the depreciation against your passive income. Number two, even if you have a job and make less than $100,000, you can take up to $25,000 worth of depreciation against your earned income. Number three, if you want to be a real estate professional where you can take all passive income against your depreciation, you have to work 750 hours a year, not 500 hours a year. And working 750 hours a year is like two hours per day. It's like nothing, and you might be on the phone two hours per day, but that's not the way it really works. It's 14 hours a week. What does that mean? That means maybe one day a week or two days a week you're involved in what you're doing okay and the reality is it really works out that maybe one day a week you're doing something I don't work I don't go out and work in my friend but I take a couple calls a day uh, I get emails every day and, and the bottom line is all I do is real estate so I'm a real estate professional but it, it, it doesn't that so here's a guy whose CPA doesn't know what he's talking about and he is going to either not take correct action because of the CPA gonna take bad action because of the CPA or he's not going to do anything at all because the CPA scares the graph out of him let's move on to the next one it says I have a tenant that has uh, severely ruined one of my rental properties. The teenage sons have caused mold on all four walls and ceiling of the restroom. I'm not sure how to handle. Their lease is up in August. Uh, ask them to leave. Should I ask them to leave now? Uh, but the deposit will not cover the damage. Okay, let's go into what the problem is. The problem is not the tenant. The problem is your screening system did not work. Either you did it instead of letting somebody who really knows what they should do do it. Uh, no tenant that's that bad is not done something bad in the past. Uh, Leopards don't change their spots. So you got a situation where this person's got broken leases, they've got bad leases, got evictions, uh, they got bad credit, I guarantee you, I would bet you that that's the case. But here's the thing, at this point, you don't have a property management company because the property management company, the second they would have found this out, would have terminated the lease and evicted the person on multiple grounds and then they would sue them to get the money back. You say, well, if we assume it doesn't do any good because we have a tenant with no money, then again, I go back to problem number one. You have no screening system in place, nobody knowing what you're doing. You're up to your butt in alligators, and you don't even realize the most important thing you do is to be able to screen your tenant. There's no management. There's only somebody trying to lease something. Go on to the next one. It says, I have an opportunity to pursue a 20-unit bank REO of two-bedroom, two-bath, 2 uh, car garage townhomes built in 2007 current occup or cash on cash is nine percent run as an apartment do you have any experience with apartment conversions there are three of the same style townhomes in the same block that have sold for about 20k a door more than these are it seems like an opportunity but I also aware of the problems so many have nationally uh, so many nationally when the market crashed they all went under any thoughts anyone exactly what I taught you when you came to the class on this one uh, Jay is that condo rehabs and townhouse rehabs and renovations is a something for nothing instantaneously gratificationally way to try to make a living. These things were built to be apartments or they're built to be townhouses, whatever they are. If they're built to be townhouses and now they've become apartments, they did it wrong. If they're built to be apartments and now you're turning them into townhouses, you're doing it wrong. The bottom line is there is money to be made in conversions. I've converted duplexes that were once an apartment and I converted them to duplexes. I made a lot of money with it, but you have to understand, you don't know what the price of the rehab is. $20,000 profit on them could be nothing after you renovate them to be legal to be single family houses. What do you want to do? Get with your consultant. Let your consultant walk you through every step of this deal and make sure that you've got all the numbers in place before you make a decision. Don't just jump on it because you thought it looked good. Next one says, I recently put a bid on a 24-unit apartment complex and unfortunately didn't get it. I'm still looking, but I had a question and I hope you could assist me. The property was one hour and 15 minutes from my house. Easy highway driving. It was really a good deal. I felt like it would be worth the distance as the deal definitely supported a third-party management. Would you advise this to be too far, too small? It's also a small rural town, population only 7,500. The numbers still said it was a good deal. So here you go. You've heard people say, don't buy property more than a mile away from your house or more than 30 minutes away from your house, and all that is hogwash. The bottom line is, I own real estate everywhere from Dallas down to Galveston, from Fort Bend to Federal Road, an hour was nothing to get to one of my complexes. You realize, you don't go there. That's not what you do. You operate these things from afar. And yes, every once in a while there's a reason for you to go out there. But my gosh, that's every once in a while on a long-term basis. No, my friends, you have to realize. You hire a management company to do a job. You follow the results. If the results are not going the right way, you're up in the top of that tree and you're going you're going the wrong direction. Turn left, turn right, make a change or I'll get a new management company. Your job is not to drive over to that property. So I would say to you, Adam, absolutely not a problem. Now, as a small property in a small town, you've got to look at the numbers and see if it stays occupied and what the competition is. If it works, it works. Have a wonderful day, and remember this. LeBron James lost because he didn't have a team. We'll see you tomorrow.